Hello, and welcome to Here's the Thing with Robbie and Jose, where we explore relationships through a male and female perspective. With me, as always, is the lovely Robbie. Hello. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. You know, I wanted to tell you the other day, remember we were talking a few weeks ago about um, dating apps and when they first came out, how everybody was like kind of, it was shameful to say you were on a dating app. Oh, yeah, yeah. So the other day I was thinking about, I don't know why, but hair color. Do you remember, it used to be taboo if if you were a woman, like you had to try to hide the fact that you dyed your hair. Like yeah. it was a big deal. Yeah. And now it's like we assume every woman yeah. And has it's something. not even red, blonde, and you know, brunette. It's yeah. like green and well, purple Well, yeah, and blue now. And but I mean, like, I don't, why were friendly. we so, is it because we were trying to hide, I'm assuming originally hair coloring was because of grays, right? Maybe they were trying to hide the aging process, which made it kind of... I think it, it, honestly, if, if you really kind of dissect it, I think it might have uh, overlapping uh, reasons, right? Mm. Because I think it's also, there was a thing, um, and maybe I could be wrong because I don't want to speak for women, right? But it felt like they wanted to keep a little bit of mystery. You know what I mean? Like they wouldn't, in, in some cases, they wouldn't even go out in public unless they had their face on, so to speak. Right? Uh -huh, right. It's just like, okay, this is how you present yourself all the time. Right. And again, you don't want to give away the secrets. Like obviously you don't want to be putting makeup on in front right. of everybody, right? right. <laughs> Which now they do. They even have like TikToks and YouTubes where they'll just sit yeah. there and put makeup on. But I think there was an element of mystery and there was a... There was a standard that they kind of said. So you like saw them in the street and you're like, wow, what a beautiful hair color. Yeah. You don't know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's, like, she's so it's almost like a magician. A magician doesn't want to reveal its secrets, yeah. right? Like it wants to dazzle you. Maybe so. You know what I mean? And I think that's, and then you're like, oh, what did you do? And that was also a thing. Yeah. Like you did something different. And if it was subtle or, or you know, uh -huh. like, okay, but you're not going to tell them, right? Unless, but it's, it's weird because it's kind of recent. Like I remember even in like, sitcoms like late 90s even early 2000s it was like oh what what's that the real color of your hair and then mm. they get all mad you know what yeah. i mean so like yeah. it wasn't up until recently but it just i don't know it made me laugh because i was like oh yeah i remember you like you had to lie about it and be like oh no my hair is always this color and yeah. you're like well because um, i think it was more subtle too when they yeah. changed it it wasn't as dramatic like now you can go from brunette yeah. to blonde from one day to the next. You right? can't play that off. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> well, I woke up one day and my hair was just blonde. I don't know. <laughs> you know, that's, but that's what I'm saying. You can't, but like they'll go to extremes. And I think you didn't see too much extreme. You know, yeah. they might start slowly different shades until they get to where they want to go. Mm -hmm. And that's why they were saying like, did you do something different? Yeah. Right? Cause it wasn't as obvious. Yeah. Maybe back but, then it's like small towns too. You saw the same people all the time. But yeah. if you saw someone like 10 years later and be like, wait a minute, I know you used to have black hair. Yeah, so yeah. something. But no, I think even in when I was talking about even like the mystery and stuff, like men would do that too. Yeah. You know, if you didn't go out there in your, you know, in your muscle shirt or wife beat or whatever they call <laughs> them, you, know, you don't go out there like that. You know, you put on a shirt, you button up, you put on a suit, a, a jacket, if you will. Uh -huh. Right. And the ones that didn't, they're like, you know, they're a bunch of beatniks. <laughs> <laughs> And then, of course, everybody got casual. And you remember, they used to fly on the plane. Everybody got decked out, and yeah. now they just they go in their and yoga pants. pants yeah. And yeah, yeah, it's changed a lot. It's for the good, I think. Just I mean, being you got to be comfortable in your own skin. But yeah. I, I still think that presentation is still part of it, right? Because because yeah. I used to think the same thing with like food. I'm like, just put the food in front of me, and I'll eat it. And it's like, no, no, you have to it has to be some like presentation, Katie. yeah. <laughs> and I think. I, Again, don't get me wrong, I don't think we should pressure anybody, but I think it's nice when somebody presents themselves in the best possible manner. Yeah. I think that's a very, very nice thing to do. It's like, oh, okay. Like, you know, yeah, it's just nice. I gotcha. Um, so today's episode, this is something that Jose and I have been talking about since we started the podcast because mm -hmm. we knew that we were eventually going to have to come to this this really hard part. And you wanted to do it now. Yeah, so. <laughs> got to do it. Just like a Band-Aid. We took a year, but um, today we are going to be talking about you lying, cheating, son of a bee. <laughs> we're no, doing... Wouldn't me. <laughs> yeah, can't be shaggy. Uh, we're talking about cheating today. Wouldn't me. <laughs> Famous last words. <laughs> Um, but deny, actually deny, this, deny. this episode is inspired by a friend of mine sent me an article, um, on Instagram and it's from the datingadvisor.com and it showed the top 10 most unfaithful cities in America. Nice. And it made me laugh because one, two, and three are Dallas, Fort Worth, and Houston. No kidding. Really? <laughs> wow. Three out of the 10, top 10 most unfaithful cities in America. But- 
okay. we live in the hub of all cheating activity. No, you know, it's funny because I was going to say, well, what about other cities? I, I, I didn't know if they did that relative to population, but there's obviously other major cities. Well, yeah, the I US guess. Okay. Too. If there's like a town that has 50 people in it. Yeah. If one person's saying, but, cheating. The, those New York is are high. relatively, New York is relatively big. I don't know how much, how many married people they have there, but yeah. you know, it's relatively big and obviously Miami and other cities, but Dallas is pretty big. I don't know how much yeah. our population is, but that's why I was just trying to defend Dallas. Oh. <laughs> that's all I was trying to do is to defend Dallas. I'm like, look, we have more people. So of course yeah. we're going to have more. No, I love Dallas just as much as you do, Dallas. but I have to say, I'm not really surprised. Um, you know, Dallas is very, there's a, um, a culture, something that everyone's trying to strive for, something like money. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. It's like it makes cheap. money makes the world go round, but especially in Dallas, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I think it's, uh, and you know, I know we're going to do a deep dive. I think it might be a little bit more to that, you yeah. know, because I mean, I guess once we get into it, like what would, it depends on what the reason, cause maybe that's more telling of why, right? right. So if we can kind of see why people do it yeah. or what it starts out with, then maybe we can get to the bottom of it. But okay. obviously, well, I don't know. I don't know. I, I started saying, I'm assuming people cheat because they're unhappy, but I don't know that that's necessarily it. Uh, not always. It could be for um, like maybe, maybe no, like ego reasons. Maybe they're really happy in their marriage, but their ego is so fragile that having that extra attention or whatever mm. feeds that. You know, like oh, I don't have just one woman. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> but but women cheat too. So oh yeah, <laughs> but they, I guess it would be different for them. I yeah. guess for them, would it be more like excitement that they're looking for? Or they just maybe a, if their husbands they feel like it's boring, like the day to day, every day is the same. Maybe yeah. they like I'm bored, or I maybe want. they are neglect. Again, none of these reasons am I saying that right, it's no, justified. We're not I just, it. I'm just trying to get to you know maybe some root causes yeah. of why they, it even goes because you got to you got to think to yourself. They made a commitment to somebody yeah. and they said, or at least they thought they were going to be with this somebody for a long time. And now they're in a situation where, yeah, you know, they're, they brought a third person into it. Yeah. But I kind of want to talk about like the progression of affairs and I do have some um, ways that affairs can, where it usually kind of starts and these are in no order or, or percentage wise. It's just kind of like initially how things start to happen. So um, the first one is it just starts with attraction. Oh, yeah. You see somebody, and usually I think the workplace was the number one place where affairs obviously happen because you're there a lot, you know, 40 yeah. hours plus a week. I don't know. But yeah, it just starts off with, hey, there's <laughs> you know a you new fix girl. That. You fix that by saying you got to find a remote job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you work from the home. The scenery is the same. <laughs> well, what if there's like a Zoom call and there's like a beautiful woman on I mean, Zoom? There's nothing you can do. There's on Zoom. So yeah, but I mean, like there could be, oh, I got to go in the office today. No, 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 but, but you're right. You're, you're around. And you know what the funny thing, the fascinating part is you're around other people, like your coworker, right? So mm. I'm around other women or whatever. And most of us on our are on our best behavior. Yeah. So it's like, of course, you're going to see this person be nice most of the time. Yeah. I'm sure they're going to have bad days too. But you know what I mean? Like you're getting a different version of them. Yeah. So right off the bat, if that's what initiated, it's like you got to be careful. It's too appealing too because if you think about it, like you've never seen that person like really sick before right. or heard something in the bathroom. Exactly. That's or what I'm saying. like, or you know what I mean? laundry all across the yeah, house. Yeah, exactly. All you see is this dishes. beautiful put together woman in yeah. the office yeah, who eats salad. That's what I'm saying. That's all you're seeing is <laughs> yeah. you're seeing a really different version of them. Yeah. So right off the bat, I think when that happens, you have to be careful because it's not really reality. Yes, you're attracted to them. It's also probably going to enhance that is if they have a good attitude, I'm assuming, right? Yeah. There's something about their character you like, which is fine. But again, you're not seeing all of it. You're right. seeing it. You're going to mask a lot of the bad stuff because you're yes. at work. You're yes. like, you're not going to go in there just throwing papers in the air. Right. And, exactly. I mean, I guess you could. But yeah, I guess attraction, even a, a little bit, I guess, is yeah. needed, I suppose. Yeah. I just think, I think sometimes we can just be attracted to something that's just not familiar because, I mean, I don't mean like you get bored per se, but it's like, I don't know. You see the same person every day. I don't know. Like, <laughs> like maybe, I don't know. Do you get bored? <laughs> I hate to say it like that, but just, I don't know. I think women do it maybe if they're bored and they want to shake things up or their husband isn't as exciting as he used to be when they first got together and, and blah, blah, blah. But, yeah. um, the other thing that can also start was when you analyze your current 
I'm not even going to say marriage because I guess cheating for any, any type of relationship, even if you're a committed relationship, but you're cheating, Mm -hmm. but you start to analyze your relationship with your current partner. Mm. Like it's easier if you have a person to think about like, okay, if it doesn't work out, the girl that you saw in the office that was beautiful, that now you're attracted to, Mm -hmm. now you're starting to put that perfect version of her into your current life. Mm -hmm. What would that look like? Right. And then you start to compare what this fantasy is to what you have at your current house situation. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Which is scary because I mean, it really doesn't take much for people to um, like, let's say, I don't know. It's a long stretch of being mad at your spouse. Let's say that you guys haven't really been talking a lot in the last month. Let's say you had this huge wow, fight. Month? That would be a long time. Well, I don't know. Oh, like, geez. you tell me. I don't like I, if no, you're I don't know. if I you're know. having problems. I guess in your marriage, how long did those stints usually last? Mm, I don't know. I mean, when I was married, it would, mine's a different one, but I wouldn't say more than a week or two. Okay. I try well, not let's to just say it. maybe the woman's just generally unhappy. Let's yeah. just say it, there's not enough good times or whatever. There now, are reoccurring arguments that come up a lot in marriages. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say that. But that aside, you know, and those just seem to rear their ugly heads at yeah. the most horrible time. But, but that's, anyways, that's yeah. just another thing that happens is you start looking at, you know, Becky at work and Becky looks great and she's always nice and she brought cookies in and whatever. You start to like think of that version, like the unrealistic. Yeah, it's a fantasy. Yeah, exactly. It's a complete fantasy. And then you look at like, let's say you have a new baby at the house and it's hard, right? And your wife's, you know, stressed out and all that kind of stuff. It's like, then you start thinking like, well, maybe I'm not really happy. Maybe... Maybe, you know, like you just start to, you know, the wheels are turning. Maybe. You start yeah. maybe trying to justify, I don't know. Yeah. But uh, in this one, it was it was evaluating your own relationship. Is that? Is that well, yeah, of? just kind of like, yeah, analyzing your current relationship. Mm. Like maybe you start to notice all the things that you dislike about them even more. You know what right. I mean? You'd be like, well, they do these things and Becky doesn't do that. You know, so I think, I think, I think it's a... I think it's a a human trait to do that. We tend to look for the negatives for whatever reason. I think Mm. it's a survival technique. Like we're always looking like, okay, where's the danger at? At In this room, I know guys do it. You walk into a room, not all of them, but I know I've I've caught myself. I walk into a room and I try to figure out, okay, who who in here do I think is dangerous? (laughs) (laughs) Who can I beat up? (laughs) No, seriously. Like you just don't know. Like, you know, does that guy look like he can handle himself? Does that guy look like he's, you know, up to something shady? Like what's going on over here? And yeah. you kind of do a quick uh, whatever, right? I think, and the reason why I say that is because you can focus on the good stuff if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to analyze your relationship, it's not necessarily a bad thing if you're looking for all the things that you're grateful for. Yeah. Right? You know what I mean? Right, of course. But if you're looking at it through a lens of can I be happier or, you know, what are things that I can improve, you'll find that too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think it just depends on what you're looking for. I think, I think if we get into too much of the negative, I think that's... That's first and foremost where things start to go wrong. It just seems like, I'm not saying that if you're unhappy, you never think about it, but it seems like it's kind of more tucked away until you have a new interest in your life where it starts to like, again, I feel like you're trying to justify maybe in your mind already, like, oh, well, if I did have an affair, well, it's because my wife is blah, blah, blah. I mean, you know what I mean? You start creating that in your head. That happens too, unfortunately, but yeah. I don't know. I just I think that uh, to your point, I mean, if you're married, like really try to focus on like those things because you could be going through a lull period. And I don't know, like, I mean, you said yours only lasts a few weeks, but like, what if it was something major? And like, yeah. I'm not saying you're constantly fighting, but there's tension and yeah. like things are just not good. Yeah, Becky looking cute in her well, pencil skirt. You know, and, and I don't want to jump too far ahead because I don't know where exactly, you know, how you want to do that. But I think that's also, I think, another difference between how it starts or initiated when it comes to both men and women, right? So like for a woman, I would assume, and again, you correct me if I'm wrong, you're going to have guys hit on you from time to time, if not all the time, you know, depending on, you know, whatever. So you kind of expect that, you know what I mean? Uh So the thing about it is that, yes, if you have somebody and then maybe they're not, or you feel unappreciated, I'm not saying, I'm not going to say that they're not appreciated. I'm just saying you feel unappreciated. Mm. It's basically the same thing as far as you're concerned. But if you're feeling that way and now all of a sudden you're getting attention from somebody else and they're calling you beautiful or pretty or whatever, whatever the compliment, I can see how that can be enticing. It's like, yeah. wait a minute, 
this guy's not even giving me the time of day. And this guy over here is going out of his way to make me feel pretty. Now, from a guy's perspective, the other way, let's say the guy's looking and evaluating and he's thinking his marriage, maybe he went wrong, whatever. And for him, it's going to be different because he might be talking to Becky. And maybe they're having a conversation about work and then all of a sudden she asks him something and he's like, yeah, maybe she says, oh, I've noticed you've been, because women are intuitive. Mm. <laughs> and they're like, I've noticed you've been a little downtrodden lately or something. Everything all right? And that's how they get in. <laughs> oh, Becky, keep your mouth closed. <laughs> so now I'm like, oh, yes, somebody's finally asking me because let's say for me, I'm at home. And I can't talk to her. I get, you know, like maybe she's frustrated, but what does that got? She's taking it out on me. Yeah. And so she's yelling at me all the time. I have to, you know, let's say she she needs emotional support, which I give her, but she's not reciprocating. Every yeah. time I try to talk about something, it's a stupid idea or or she doesn't have time or something or the kids need something, whatever. Yeah. So I'm neglected now too. Yeah. And Becky's asking me how I'm doing. <laughs> and she's not half bad looking either. <laughs> So now I got a sympathetic ear yeah. that I'm not getting at home, right? I'm not getting fulfilled somewhere, right? Again, I'm just painting out those those scenarios. I've, I've never had an affair, but I'm, you know, I, I I've been married, so yeah. I understand that it it happens from time to time. But I think there's a difference too, right? Where uh, where that happens because, and I would say for a guy especially, um, if let's say for instance there is no Becky, he's just gonna have to resolve it one way or the other. Right now he could try to find one, you know, by going to a bar and stuff and get himself mm-hmm. in trouble. But like you said, you know, it mostly starts at work because everybody's there or whatever. Yeah. But, it feels innocent enough. You're like, oh, I have to be here and uh, well, Becky's here. So yeah. And then for a guy, let's say for, cause I hear this a lot and whenever I date is a lot of guys get on these dating apps and they're married. Mm. So they don't even have to go to the bars anymore. They just do it on their app and, and, you know, and then they start a conversation with the, with the lady and then all of a sudden, you know. Somewhere along the line, mm. it will come out that she that he's married, and either she can continue to go forward with it, or she. Do you can think a guy it. would tell her? Sometimes, it, I mean, it'll come to light one way or the other. Well, yeah, but like before they meet, let's say you're texting and stuff for a couple of weeks or something like that. Do uh, you think that he would tell her? He, he might, or he might mask it a lot of times. Yeah. So she'll say, you know, like how long have you been divorced or whatever. He might be saying, he might say something like, "Oh, we're in the works, right? Mm-hmm. We're not, we're not divorced. We're separated." Which again still means you're you're married. Yeah. Oh, you hear a woman in the background <laughs> on the phone and be like, "Who's that?" Like, oh, it's my yeah, mom. Yeah, exactly. But my but my point is that he's not technically lying, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he is, but you know what I mean. Like he's trying to, and then that's that's when later on he could be, "Well, you knew I was only separated. I wasn't actually." Mm, well, she's mad that that he didn't leave yeah. his wife. But it, but it could be a for for a variety of reasons, like I said. And but it's just for women, I think it's slightly different. Again, I could be wrong, mm-hmm. but it just feels like it's the how it starts or yeah. initiated is going to be slightly different for, uh, unless the woman right out and tries to go for a dude, maybe right. that happens, but yeah. you know, I don't know. Well, and this, I guess, could, would come after the attraction part. It's starting to make little compromises and playing with fire. So this could be where you don't usually go out to lunch. Maybe you start going out to lunch with Becky. It's these little tiny things that you kind of change or let's say say you go to happy hour and you never really did that before, right? Mm -hmm. You're playing with fires. It's like, you know that you like this person and going to those kinds of things, you're only making it where you're going to have to challenge yourself to not do anything. What? (laughs) I can resist. (laughs) You're like, oh, it'll be fine. So putting yourself in a situation where you shouldn't be putting yourself right, in, exactly. I mean, you're victim shaming there, but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like if you like someone in the office, let's say, um, like you never take a lunch, you eat at your desk or whatever, and then I don't know, you find some guy attractive, and he was like, he's being friendly, mm-hmm. and then so you don't think anything of it. You're like, I'm not doing anything wrong, and he's like, hey, I'm gonna go across the street to sandwich shop. You want to come? Before maybe you'd be like. No, you know, again, if you don't want to put yourself in any type of scenario, I'm not saying anything's going to happen at the sandwich shop, but still you're making these teeny tiny steps almost without really realizing it. Well, I would say, I think in, you know, I could be wrong in this assessment, but this is, you and I are friends, but I would say when you're married, you shouldn't make new now, yeah, opposite, whatever friends you, sex, yeah. friends. whatever friends you had, those are your only friends. Right. So if you had a childhood dude, like let's say if I had a uh, for you and I, for instance, right? I'm not married, so you know you're already grandfathered in, so to speak. Okay. But but 
But if I'm married <laughs> and then you and I became friends, right. I think that would have been a bad yes. idea, right? Um, and so that's what I'm saying. So the same thing for like if you're a dude and you don't need to make any female friends if you're already married. If you knew her beforehand and it's okay, then go you know forward. You know what's funny? I 100% agree with you, but I think it's still messed up that there's that rule. You know I mean, what I'm saying? Like, why is it okay? Just because it's almost like, well, I was here first. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. like, you can just say, well, I was here first. And that's just supposed to hold up for any feelings of insecurity your wife may have. No, it's it's not that. It's that um, the way I look at it, right? And again, I would have this conversation. I know this is not about that, but let's say, let's say we were married uh, or we're about to get married. We're dating whatever. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, she has a male friend, I'm going to ask some questions. Right. Have you guys ever been intimate, kiss, you know, whatever, blah, 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 blah. And then you got to have to read the lines because they're usually not going to tell you the 100% truth. <laughs> but you would hope that they do, right? Yeah. Because if, if, especially if you plan on going further with this person, you mm-hmm. better find out. So I would get all of those details first. And then I would be like, okay, now that we're going to get married, since you're going to devote yourself to me, mm-hmm. if I'm not comfortable, like let's say she, he used to chase her a lot. And then, you know, they had their thing and then they just went to friends. Sorry, I'm not going to be able to do that. Yeah. I'm sorry, I just can't, right? So if we're getting married, you can't be friends with him anymore. Yeah. You just can't because he's going to be coming over yeah. if you're that comfortable and, you know, there's already that. It's weird. Right. But if something like that hadn't happened and he's married or whatever or whatever, right, and you feel comfortable with it, it's like, all right, you know, you're But friends. honestly, we should be doing that ourselves, though, out of respect if I had a guy friend, let's say I was single, I had a guy friend, I was intimate with him, whatever. And then I meet a new guy, we're getting serious and we're going to get married. Mm. I don't think that I would be hanging out with my friend anymore. Just out of general like respect, it's yeah. like, okay, I'm sorry, bro, but like I can't. I get it. I can't be hanging around anymore. <laughs> I get it. And that's the, that's that's appropriate. That's what yeah. I'm saying. So So, but anyways, but the point being is that you have some history and so you know him a little bit better. This new friend, you don't know him. Yeah. You don't know any of his history. You don't know that. And he's a dude. And mm-hmm. I'm sorry, why are you making dude friends? <laughs> there, there's no reason for you to make dude friends. You know what I'm saying? And there's no reason for me to make female friends when we're already married. There's just... I'm glad you and I are friends. So now if we ever do get married... <laughs> we'll be... We get grandfathered in? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, and another way, obviously is if you start to create an emotional bond with this person. So you go to Becky and you're talking about whatever, and let's say it leads into other things where you're talking about maybe some other traumas from your past. I don't know, whatever. But you guys create this emotional bond. Then like you just had a slight attraction to her, let's say. Now you have this emotional connection. She's your go-to Becky, right? Mm -hmm. Now it gets more complicated because now mm-hmm. there's like feelings involved. And I'm not, and we'll get to this too. There's obviously different types of cheating. Mm. Um, but the emotion. Yeah, I only know one, but. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure there's others. But that's hard to resist. To your point, if if your wife at home or your partner at home is doing this whatever, not being there for you, not listening to you, you can't go to her, whatever, and Becky's providing that, it's even more tempting. Yeah, she's a little cute. You probably could have resisted that, but now you've created this bond, mm-hmm. which is harder. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Once 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 you go there, you're in, you're in deep, deep trouble at yeah. that point. You're in deep, whether you're a guy or a girl, either yeah. way, either way it happens. Because it could start out just being lustful. Right. And that's another reason, right? They're just, they just like each other. They're just attracted and they want to sleep with each other. Yeah. It's like, great. And then over time, feelings start to develop because you're human and it yeah. happens. Or at least one of them does and the other one doesn't. Then that could also be problematic. But again, you're putting yourself in a situation that you really had no business putting yourself into. Yeah. So you really, in that situation, like I said... I'm glad that you started it because it started back when you accepted that invitation to go out or mm-hmm. you invited her to something out of the ordinary. Because mm-hmm. if you would have stopped it there, it wouldn't have gotten to where it's at. That's why like, I think if you found out that your spouse was having an affair or whatever, that would be one of the questions that you would ask is like, when did this start? How did this start? And if the person who's the cheater says like, well, I don't know, it just is like, no, to your point, there it started with a lunch. Mm-hmm. It started with an exchange of phone numbers. Mm-hmm. It started with that little thing that you knew what you were doing. Maybe not a hundred percent your mind wasn't there, but it's like, you know what they I mean? They know. <laughs> they might have not realized it was going to go as far as it did, right. but they know them when they're doing something. I know. Because that's the exciting part. That's the exciting part. Yeah. Especially if you've been married. And and, and I think, it, again, when you're married, 
the passion, whether passion or not, I think sex is an important part of yeah. of marriage. You have to. You have to. Even if you don't want to, you kind of almost have to force yourself right. to do it. You you have to, right? And I know that's sometimes like, oh, that's horrible. But what you're trying to do is create or maintain, let's say at this point, a bond that you right. have. Because once you start separating too much, that's the problem. And right. then the alternative is it's going to be painful if, if one person steps out on the other. You know, I see a lot of articles about that when they say... Um, you can't stop having sex because once it gets to the point like you're living with a roommate, it's really hard to come out of that because you get too comfortable in that roommate yeah. phase. So it's like you need to And that's to where be, they say they still love them. Yeah. Which they do. Yeah. Or just the passion is gone. But even when a lot of that passion or maybe you can't physically, let's say I'm talking about like people when they get older, right? If you're like 80 years old, you're still married, you may not be able to be intimate the way you were before, yeah. but there's other things constantly holding their hands, you know, giving them kisses or something like that. Yeah. Like you have to continue. That's extremely important. Anyone says that, okay. that sex isn't an important relationship is kidding themselves. Yeah. yeah. I'm does, sorry. But, but it's, it's it, but at the same time, like I said, I was married for, for, for 15 years. So I, I it can be, it can be challenging sometimes. Different parts of your life to to really maintain that part of it. But it, yes, it is. It's very important. Yeah, because I get it. Bills, tragedies, um, hardships that come your way, and that, yeah. that all is going to happen. You know, let's say you get laid off, and and you can't find a job. It's been you know a, you know six months or whatever. Yeah, you're not going to be in in a position where like yeah, let's. Go jump on the in the side or whatever, right. but you do have to try to figure out and continue work time. and yeah, because it could be it's already going to be stressful enough on your marriage. Yeah. So. so typically, after the emotional bond, that's when it becomes sexual, and it could be like I said, if you're at work only creating this bond, flirting, blah blah blah, um, then it could just be like, hey, let's go to happy hour, just you and me, like you know, let's just hang out, whatever, and then yeah. you get there and you're like. Well, you want to come over? I mean, it's mm. once it goes, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's the same thing of like not putting yourself in those positions. Typically, you're not going to be fooling around with them at your job. Typical, yeah. right? So don't go to another location. Like, yeah, you know I, mean? I mean, it's it's tough because I will say this. You know, whenever I'm in the if I'm romantically pursuing somebody and they know it, right? It's, mm -hmm. it's obvious that, you know, whatever. If they come to my house, I got like a 98%. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Everybody says rate. like, if you say like, hey, you want to come over, you want a cup of coffee or it's yeah, all I like, mean, it's we all know what that means. Pretty much at that point. And I used to not, you know, because I thought to myself, well, that doesn't mean anything. I mean, it really doesn't. But it just, there's a level of comfort, especially you start having drinks, you start listening to music. You know, and you're already seeing each other, so yeah. you're already dating or whatever. Um, and again, like you said, in that situation, you're not dating, but there you can feel it. I don't know how to describe yeah, it, but everybody you know. on here knows there's sexual tension between two people because right. you most certainly, even if it's not, you'll one or the other is going to give it up, right? And, and what I mean by that is you'll be able to tell on the dude. So women aren't dumb, right? They can say like this dude. Clearly, I can tell that he's he's right. in the mood. Right? <laughs> I can see he's ramped up. And guys can sometimes <laughs> tell that on a woman. So they slowly try to approach it just to see how far they can get, especially if they're going to make the first move or they might go for it. You know, again, they could say no, but if they're receptive, then you know, like, all right, yeah. sweet. Yeah. And then so like in your current relationship, if let's say I'm going to use a dude, let's say the dude's the one that's cheating. If your wife doesn't notice anything just yet, um, she'll st she's about to start noticing because the next kind of phase of that is you get so infatuated with the new person that you start to prioritize that relationship over your current one with mm -hmm. your spouse. And that's when you start noticing the changes like you're working late, you're, you got to go out of town. Like, you know what I mean? These like weird little things. Cause now he's trying to spend as much time as possible with his mistress. Yeah. But I think it's, I think it's slightly, it's slightly different, right? Because you notice that, but that's not the first thing that you notice. No. The, well, no, that's what I'm saying. So the first thing that you notice is that they're absent. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like, um, you know, like when you're at work and, Let's say you're, they told you you're going to leave early today, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> early release. <laughs> early release, right? So you're trying your best to get through the day without um, looking like you don't want to do, like you have no effort into it. Yeah. And everybody can tell. 
Because you're, you're, you're putting things off. You're like, you know what? It can wait till, it can wait till Monday. Uh-huh. Like it's early release. Uh-huh. My mind is already over there. Right. I'm not here. And people can tell. That's why a lot of times your boss will come up and say, hey, before you leave, would you please make sure to get this report or whatever? Mm-hmm. Because it's early release, but understand I still need work <laughs> yeah. done. So then you're like, oh, and you do it. Yeah. But we sense it, right? We can tell it like, oh, okay. I can tell their mind is on, they're already on the weekend. Yeah. And I think that starts it. And then you start noticing, wait a minute, now he is leaving. Because you can tell when somebody is not into it, like they're just there going through the motions. Yeah. Versus somebody that's there genuinely like, hey, I'm here together with you. Before, they could be going through something else. That's where it the communication be. needs to come in. Yeah. But But that's the first part that you notice. And then and then and then the other ones start to come. Yeah. Well, and it could be instant. Yeah. It could be like a realization, like, oh, from one moment to the next, like, wait a minute. Oh, and now all of a sudden you are working. It just becomes more, more obvious. Yeah. Well, I think for any anybody, how you notice it comes in different stages and different things could be. It, it could honestly start with, let's say, your mistress accidentally calls you at like two a.m. or something, and you're laying in bed with your spouse, and then she's like, "Who's that?" And you'd be like, "Oh, it's Becky." She butt doll, whatever it is, right? right and then right. you start to think. Why does Becky have your phone number? Why would it be in her contacts where you could butt dial someone? Mm. You know what I mean? You start to like, I don't know. I'm just going on this whole thing. But like, I'm just saying it could be like, Becky needs to mind her own business. (laughs) (laughs) Becky's been an angel. What are you talking about? She's been an absolute angel. Yeah. She's my rock. Um, there also is a survey that came out that said most people cheat between the ages of 33 and 36. Mm. I'm assuming this is more for if you're married to that person. So I, I wonder, well, is it boyfriend, girlfriend thing? Too? Well, I mean, I, I don't know about this survey, but I'm saying like, mm. if you cheat between 33 and 36, it's a very specific age. Why would you not be a cheater ever? And then, I mean, if you're casually dating a bunch of people and mm-hmm. then you just decide to cheat at 35, it doesn't make sense. It's more like if you get married, let's say you're mid-20s, you get the seven-year itch maybe, you start to come in your 30s, you start to change a lot, figure out well, who you are. it used to be, that was right around midlife, right? The expectation for people to live longer than whatever it was, 65. Mm-hmm. It You know, back in the day... 30, that was your midlife. <laughs> we know now it's different. People are living way older. Yeah. So I think maybe depending on when that survey is, and I think it's embedded in our brains because, I mean, if you look at it, and I don't want to get too nerdy on it, right? But course of history, people didn't live that long. I mean, back in the day, if you lived to 25, that was a good... Well, I think this is a recent Well, survey. no, that's what I'm saying. But if we did that for years and years, and then yeah. all of a sudden we've advanced in, in medicine you're still going to hit the sweet spot during that same thing, yeah. right? So let's just say that you are in your 30s. You could feel like, okay, time's ran out. I'm going to die soon and I'm going to die without having fun in my life, yeah. right? And now it's my life is boring. It's always going to stay boring. It's, you know, is this my life? I need some excitement and then I do something silly. And then yeah. guess what? You're going to be alive for 40 more years and <laughs> you yeah. cheated on somebody. So now you got to live with that too. And now it's caused a whole smorgasbord of problems, um, which again, you know, Everybody, whatever midlife crisis is, it's usually that. It's like, okay, I'm running out of time. Yeah. And I need to hurry up and do things and, and be more adventurous. And, and you know, guys used to go get expensive sports cars and, and do silly stuff like that. And it's like, no, you're still going to be alive for a lot, <laughs> a lot longer. Yeah, so it could it definitely be that. But um, I just, in my the way I took it was, um, and maybe just for myself, how much I changed in my 30s. Mm-hmm. I just think that, because um, I think the average age of people that get married is like 27 to 29 is like the average now. Mm. So if you think about it, if you've been married for five years and you're like, this isn't really what I thought it was going to be, or you know what I mean? And then you're changing so much during that age that maybe when you got married at 27, your husband at 35 is a totally different person. Yeah, It's highly likely. It is. My only question with that, and the only reason why I think that age is relevant, right, um, is... I've always wanted to know from a cheater's perspective, what is the end goal here? Because for me, you know, like any endeavor, like I, there's usually an end game of some sort. Right. right. <laughs> like I have a job now and I know I can't work there forever. So eventually I'm going to have to figure out what I'm going to do when I retire mm-hmm. or I will have to find another job or whatever. But I know it's not, you know, if I'm, you know, fortunate enough to live that long, things are going to change. Yeah. I know that. Right. So there's an end game to all of it. Right. But if you start cheating, now what? Like what's, where are you going from here? Mm. 
Are you, is this going to eventually end in divorce? Do you plan on telling your spouse and then breaking their hearts and then trying to make it work? Like, what exactly are you getting out of it? And that's the only part that I've always wanted to ask cheaters is what exactly did you think was going to come of this other than a little bit of pleasure, if yeah. you will. I know you don't watch this show, but a big thing this year in Vanderpump Rules, which is a reality TV show, is that there was this major affair that came out, hashtag Scandaval. Like, it, it's the same thing. It's like the mistress... Raquel, she when when the, she was asked basically, what did you think was going to happen after this? Her response was, "Well, I just thought basically that the the girlfriend would accept it, and they could all still be friends." Like in her mind, she yeah, thought I've heard that, that too. and it's crazy. And so everybody that watched the reunion is like, "What are you talking about? Like you thought." It's so crazy. I wonder, and I know you were doing some research, maybe I should look this up, but I wonder if they've studied your brain when you're having an affair. In other words, mm. are you are you thinking with all your logical parts? <laughs> Obviously not. Yeah. But you know what I mean? I wonder to what extent, because we know now, like if you're, you know, quote unquote in love, yeah. there's a chemical thing that goes on in your brain right. that makes you do things that you ordinarily wouldn't do, right? Mm. And and this is not just uh, exclusive to love. It could be other things when you're depressed or whatever. Your brain acts differently. So I'm mm. just wondering, in cheaters' brains, is that part of it just not working properly, the logic part? Like, again, what do you think was going to happen? Because I can see when you make a bad decision, mm-hmm. you know, say you have too much to drink and then you know, it's like, some, you're already drinking too much, so you already have something going on. You know what I mean? So clearly you're not thinking straight. So that's when you have to have a buddy or somebody to help you out. But but my point is, if they're already in an affair, from a purely neurological sense, right, yeah. and brain, what is going on? Do you think that's like a lack of empathy? Maybe they can't. They don't feel the same way at like an, an ethical person or a moral person would feel about cheating. Maybe that part of their brain that controls the empathy or something like that is not know. right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm curious to know if any, like what's the change or what what things get activated or, yeah. or you know, what, what things go dormant. Because with I mean? the big Scandaval thing, it was the fact that Raquel was best friends with that couple and they did a lot of things together as a group. Yeah. And it's just like, and our normal, like watching is like, how could you be around this person hiding this affair? You know yeah. what I mean? But there's something that... We all think like there's something not right with you. It has to be. Right. And then you're in the moment, right? So if you're in the moment, it's hard. Uh, again, don't get me wrong. It really goes back to the very beginning. You shouldn't be putting yourself in there. Mm. And people slowly start going that way. Yep. And before you know it, you get to a point where you have no return. You're you're by yourselves. You've obviously attracted. You've said a lot of nice things. You know each other emotionally. You find them attractive. Like you've just put yourself in a really... Mm. For you to say, nope, I'm going to, you know, think this through and say, no, you've already gone way too far. But but yeah, I, I'm assuming it just goes down a slippery slope and it's just hard to, to to get out of it, I suppose. Yeah. Another reason why people do cheat is their expectation is unmet in their current relationship. So let's just say that you're married. Your expectation of what married life with this person was going to be if it doesn't turn out to be that way, yeah. again, going back to the initial part of you envisioning this new person in place of who you currently have. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think expectations will kill you every single time. Yeah. Every single time. I don't care what endeavor you choose to pursue. If you have expectations, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you shouldn't put goals on yourself, but if you have expectations, you're going to get disappointed every yeah. single time. Whether... Especially on people. I, I never understood why people put expectations on other people. You know what I mean? We can't help it. I know, but my, my whole thing with that is that if we're talking in, a, in in this world, in this day and age that we live now, right, there's a certain amount of tolerance. And so, right, or at least that's what's being sold to everybody, that there's tolerance. And I get that. But what does tolerance mean? Tolerance means that that's just the way they are and you accept it. You don't necessarily have to like it, but you're like, that's just the way they are, right? Yeah. So tolerance just says that you tolerate it, right? So when you put an expectation on somebody, on your spouse or, or your partner, you're expecting them to be a certain way. That's not tolerance. Maybe that is what, what you're talking about, the empathy. Mm. It's gone away. 
Because now I don't know, I I expect you to be this way and you're not that way. So I can't tolerate that. Yeah, (laughs) I'm intolerant of that and I'm going to go find some place where I want exactly what I get. Yeah, And I don't understand that bit. For as much as we we say that we're tolerant, we're really not. We we have these expectations, and when they're not met, and even at that, even if you vocalize it, but most people don't. And even at that, even if you get exactly what you want, how do you know that at some point you're not going to change your mind and want something more? Like again, expectations is yeah. Oh, it's 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 a cause of suffering for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, in my research, I found a new term and I know what this is, but I didn't know that there was an actual word for it. It's called micro cheating. Hmm. And this is acts. That's interesting. <laughs> this is acts like a little that, bit of cheating. <laughs> um, Sorry. That seem trivial um, and are often unintentional. So some of the examples of this would be liking a sexy post of the person. Yeah, it's like a little on. bit of cheating. <laughs> yeah, it's just like a little, but you may not. Each person may not look at that as like they're doing something wrong. If it's just like, well, I'm just like in their photo. Like, yeah. what's the big deal? What is the big deal? <laughs> no, no, I'm serious. Like, so you're not supposed to do. Well, okay. I, oof, that one's a tough one, but that's considered a micro mm-hmm. cheating. Okay. You have any But more I mean, examples? like, why, why, if you're married, what would be the point of you following? Uh, a bunch, yeah, Becky. Well, I didn't mean really that. I just meant more of like, um, like you know, porn stars or whatever. It's like you're following that because you want to see what they're posting. What other reason is it? So, like, why would you look at that? Of like, yeah, I like to see this girl's no, no, whatever I, every week. But I, okay, but here's that's 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 that one's an interesting one, right? Because if I'm married, right, or when I was married, even if I have a girlfriend, it's assumed. That she's going to look at other guys and find other guys attractive. Right. So, But you don't need to draw attention to that. No, we, we don't, right? I'm not saying that she should be gawking or, you know, you know, breaking her neck to, to watch this dude walk by. But what I'm saying is that we know that that's going to happen. And so if it's on social media, so long as they're not um, DMing them, right, I, I don't know that I would see that as cheating. I mean, she looks at a dude, you know, he's an actor and he's fit, whatever, blah, 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 and then... She likes his post. Eh. I mean, I don't know. I, well, I can see where it can kind of lead to that because now you've. Oh, it's just like a little like, thing. Yeah, it's the same thing with like flirting. Like you know how I feel about flirting. I am sure that you're if for I, it, right? I, yeah, <laughs> you're in the affirmative. <laughs> if I'm with someone, I know that they have flirted with other women, and as long as I don't know it or see it, I don't care because you know that that stuff happens. I mean, so it's like I just don't want it in my face. So if you want to look at pictures of Becky and it doesn't go any further than that, don't be liking her bikini post. Well, see, that was the other thing. That's what I was <laughs> I was gonna say. Like, so is it? Does it matter if it's a random person that they've never met versus somebody that they know? I think it's just anyone, any type of little... So I can look, just not like, just not click the like button is basically... Well, I'm not telling you to look. No, but <laughs> like, I'm just saying in that in that particular scenario, because they said it was liking it, right? Yeah. Not necessarily watching I guess it's it. just making the effort to let that person know that you like their photo or it's sexy or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's it's almost like a little like a... Remember, was it Facebook where you poke somebody? I um, and you so get like a message, it'd be like, Henry poked you. Oh, it's basically okay. like, hey, what's up? Anyways, right. um, right. another thing is giving your number to someone that you already know likes you. How are you supposed to know that? For a guy, that's harder. That's way harder to figure out. For a girl, any guy that's okay. asking most of the time, <laughs> I, I would say, yeah. That's... I think it's pretty obvious. If if I'm married and we work together and then you say like, hey, um, can I have your number? Because like, what if, uh, I don't know, something stupid where I can see right, no. like, and I already I know that you you're crushing on me. I want you to do it though. I want you to do it because wh- how, how would you ask, if you were a dude, how would you ask for a number? Just out of curiosity, what would you make up for that? Because uh, we have to find a, new ways to do okay. this. <laughs> and this is not just cheating, mind you. I'm just saying just normal, let's say we're both single, right? Uh-huh. I still want to get your number. How? What's the best way a dude can ask for it? Clearly he's interested, right? So we're not going to beat around the bush. But if you wanted to, what would be a good excuse? Well, I guess a work scenario. Like if you worked with that person or just anything. Because if you work with them, you'd be like, hey. um, But what if we don't work in any of the same departments and have nothing to do? Mm. We just happen to sit in close proximity to one another. Let's see. 
uh, <laughs> oh, oh, I got one. You make okay. something up? No, I got one. You'd be like, um, let's say that you're, I am in them, right? About yeah, something. True. And they're like, oh yeah, it's like this movie, whatever. And they'd be like, oh, what's the movie about? And I'd be like, oh, well, give me your number. I'll, I'll send you the trailer. Oh, you send nice. them like, a, like, oh, here's this like article. Nice. Or like if, you know, women, we love murder That's stuff. Good. So if I you're like, like <laughs> oh, I found this really cool, like murder documentary on this guy. Let me send it to you. You'd probably really like it. Dang girl, you give me a lot of good ideas here, man. This is <laughs> this is gold right here. Holy crap, because we're mostly to like what you said, like, oh, <laughs> you know, the report you send out, why don't you just give me your number in, in <laughs> like, case I don't get it. What does that have to do with anything? <laughs> no, I like that. Those are good. Ooh, oh, jeez. All right. All right. Yeah. You got to get um, to know them first. Another oh, thing is removing your ring before you go out. Mm. If you take off that wedding ring, I mean, it's sinister. You're doing uh, it for a reason. I took a shower. I took it off. I didn't, you know, I didn't want to get it all wet. That's so. what they always say. <laughs> I left it on the sink. I think I've seen this thing. Women don't usually take their wedding rings off. Do no, we? not usually. But I know plenty of men that do this thing. Mm. And again, to your point, it's like, what's your end game? Everybody that you're around knows that you're married and they're all married too. Yeah, you could prop maybe find somebody, but like... Mm. Like they know you're married. If if I work with you and let's say that we're friendly, yeah. I already know your marital status. Yeah. So you taking off your ring and does it maybe, oh, you know what it probably is? It's like a uh, if you had an affair with someone, let's say you brought the woman back to your place and right. on the night post, the nightstand was a photo of your guys' wedding. You might turn the photo around mm. or put it down because you don't want to be... You would think, the, but it, it could arouse well, them even further. Like they get, they mean, get crazy. That's but, true. But, but I mean, like a moral conscious of seeing the wedding ring, you know, you're constantly at the bar well, when I'm he's just, lifting his hand, you know, you're doing something wrong. I will say this, and this is, I'm playing devil's advocate here. Mm. There are a lot of guys that do not like to wear jewelry at all. I am one of the dudes that wear jewelry. So mm. I wear a lot of jewelry, but there are some men that don't even like wearing the wedding rings. And mm. let's say they're mechanics or something like that where... It's not good to have a ring on because it gets it can get dangerous. That might be a reason. I'm just saying, but there are okay. If you work in an office, you can wear your wedding ring. You can. I just because I'm, I'm trying to think of like all my all my friends, right? My childhood friends, and none of them, none of them wear rings. None of them. And I'm the only one that that likes it. And even when they were married or, or whatever, or even currently married, they they just don't wear them. But it has nothing to do with yeah. infidelity. They just don't Not wear Not always, but I'm saying if you are purposely removing it before yeah, you go different. out, that's the micro cheating, <laughs> like, you know. So that's micro cheating? Because again, like, if he doesn't do anything. But that's what I'm saying. It, this isn't the act of, this is those little tiny things that you probably wouldn't want your partner to know that okay. you did. Um, so another one is keeping in contact with your ex. Hmm. Even if you're not doing anything with them, why are you keeping in contact with them? It's I still. I was like, you need to drop I that girl. Not to answer. Stop talking on the to her. That I might incriminate myself. Um, but you know what I mean. Like, what's the point? If you're married, like, why are you doing that? You know what I mean? Yeah, I think we should move on from. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Why? <laughs> I I don't know. I don't know. I don't have it. I don't know. Do you think it's acceptable if you were married to be friends with your ex and keep in contact with her? I, I'll i just put it this way. Out of most of the, the women that I've dated, like 90% of them, if not more, they all have or still friends with them on Facebook or something. Like that's just, that's just the thing. Because that's the thing. So, um, and I don't know how they manage that sort of thing, right? Because then you got to get into the, it's different. So, and this is what I mean by that, is that social media has kind of changed the game in the sense that I don't know what your account is. Unless you're giving me your phone and giving me access to your account, I don't know who you're friends with. The only way that I would know that is by going into your phone and going into your account. Mm. So then it becomes another, and maybe this is another question that they need to ask. If we're, if we're going to agree that we're not going to have each other's eggs, then let's go ahead and exchange each other's accounts, passwords, so that I can look at what you're looking at and you can look at what I'm looking at. Do most people do that? Absolutely not. They usually are like, no, I want my privacy. I want some I autonomy. I a burner phone anyway. Either way, but my point being is that you don't know what they have on their account. Yeah. So what do you do in those situations? And maybe social media or that conversation needs to be part of a conversation that you have now yeah. whenever you get together. 
Because again, let's say, you know how it works. You date somebody, they're dating, whatever. It never really comes up. At some point you do ask them, are you still friends? If it comes up and then you can answer yes or no. And if they say, okay, can you remove them? Because I don't like them. A, the other person might feel like, no, I don't want to do that. But let's say that they agree to it. You'll never know unless you go into her account, I guess. I don't know if you can tell who's friends with what, but I think they have settings now mm. where you can mask that, where you can only, they can put you like, I know Facebook, you can put it in a group, but it doesn't show all your friends. I mean, if you, if both you guys are fine with that arrangement, that's fine. Me personally, I'm not keeping in contact with my ex when I'm married. There's mm. no reason for it. I'm not trying to be friends with you because you know how I feel about that. So it's like... <laughs> You're against it, right? <laughs> I just don't see the point in keeping in contact with an ex when you're married for what... You're and I'm not talking that. about a scenario where you have kids with them and I'm not talking about that. Right, right, right. right. I'm just for saying sure, like sure. there's no reason you have other friends yeah. or you prioritize your wife or your husband. You don't need to be talking to yeah. Joey. I, I would say it's tricky now because again, you know, go back... what. 40 years, maybe 20 years, maybe, right? Something. Um, it wasn't a thing because social media didn't exist. So, of course, once you broke up, unless you bumped into them randomly at the bar or something like that with a group of friends, mm-hmm. you're never going to see from that person ever again. Yeah. Or if they call you out of out of the, out of the blue. But again, you'll see it because there was no texting. So you'd see that person mm-hmm. calling you or whatever. But but nowadays it's different. And, and especially nowadays because you date so many different people. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes they'll friend request you and then if you're not really paying attention, you're just kind of doing a blank, like, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> and that happens sometimes too. You'll see them on there. You know what the point of it is? I don't know, but that's a good question. I think I it's almost like, I guess they can speak for a woman. It feels like you're securing that backup. And I feel like that's the majority of the reason why women would do it. Mm. They want that backup that they could go to at any point in time. Yeah. I mean, look, and, and here's my thing, and I'm just going to play devil's advocate again because, you know, I love doing that. But let's say, again, when you're with somebody, right, you're dating, you are friends as well, right? So you're intimate, so you're lovers, you're having sex, and yes, that is a part of it, and a big part, but you're also friends. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you just want to retain at least a, a remnant of that friendship. Yeah. Because you don't, let's say you broke up and it wasn't like a like a mean breakup, right? Like it was... We're in two different parts of our life, right? You want to go one direction, I want to go mine. And so you go, right? So you don't hate them. And then you become friends. So you check up on them from time to time, like, oh, they're doing well. You know, look like, you know, Becky had a child. <laughs> Hope it's not mine, but. <laughs> kind of looks like me. I don't know. Yeah, he's blonde and that one's got dark hair. So something's going on there. No, but I'm just saying, you know, you, you, you kind of keep up with them just to see how they're doing. And I guess that's okay. I think the boundary for sure, yeah. irrespective of whether or not you ask them to delete or, or whether or not they do it, the boundary is don't reach out. Yeah. And to, to your point, maybe not like or anything. If you want to just observe and yeah. be a voyeur, I suppose, but you're right. To what end are you doing that? Because yeah. you have your own life to do. But. Right. And this depends too on like, you know, what your relationship was like and how it ended. Because now I think like I have an old, old boyfriend that I do keep in touch with, but it was like little things like, you know, he reached out to me when his father passed away and it was just because I was, you know, around his family a lot. So just things like that. It's not malicious at all. There's nothing behind it. And, you know, um, but the last one that I wrote down here is if you do something like go to a happy hour behind your spouse's back. Mm. Again, it doesn't mean that you're doing anything wrong per se, but it's a micro cheating of you are intentionally not telling your wife that you're going to happy hour with Becky why would you, if you don't think you're doing anything wrong, why would you keep it a secret? Because. <laughs> you, so you asked me the question and I know, I know it's rhetorical, but I'm still going to answer it anyways. Uh-huh. Because sometimes you want, and, and this goes for men and women too, mind you, this is mm-hmm. not, but sometimes you just don't feel like getting into a fight. If you went there innocently enough, now if you went there exclusively, just you and that person, yeah, there's a problem. But if it's a it's a group of people and that person was there or whatever, and you've already had that conversation with your spouse that they're not comfortable with that person. Mm-hmm. But what are you going to do? You could, I guess you could just not show up. That is an option. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But, you know, again, it's your coworkers. They have a significant part of your life because you see them all the time. Yeah. And so they wanted to go have drinks. So sometimes you just don't tell them because you don't want to get into a fight with them. Because, and, and I'm not saying that that's right or wrong. Yeah. But you ask the question of why would you keep that from them? 
it's because even though it was innocent and nothing happened, we didn't even talk to one another throughout the whole, you know, the social gathering that we had. But I already know that you feel a certain kind yeah. of way. So I'm going to tell you, you're going to feel a certain kind of way about it. Even if it was innocent enough, it's going to keep on coming up. And I really just want to avoid. Yeah. I think the micro cheating stuff is more of like, you know, some people have different ideas of cheating. What I was talking about earlier, like the different types of cheating. So there's like emotional cheating, mm. you know, obviously physically cheating, um, things like that. Right. So it's like. I know it, how I feel about the emotional cheating thing. Though, I right? know, but I'm just saying that the micro it. ones, it depends on your moral compass. What do you feel is okay? Where you just said, and it's fine that you feel this way, but if you just said like, well, I didn't want to start a fight. So even though I know my wife doesn't want me around Becky, I'm going to go anyway. And I'm just not going to tell her if you're fine with that, fine. But a lot of people would be like, no. That's you're intentionally lying because if you were, if everything you were doing is on the up and up, why wouldn't you just say it? But to your point, you're like, well, I don't want to fight. It's like, well, well, is that fair to your wife? No. Well, I mean, that's, that's a good point, right? So here's where the lines get really blurry, right? If I, if you're married to me and I tell you, I don't want you to be around anybody, the, this dude, Jake, let's call him. Okay. I don't want you around Jake all the time. Like I, 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 we've been, we had an office party. I saw the way he was looking at you. It mm-hmm. makes me uncomfortable. I'm not dumb. I can see it a mile away. Don't go anywhere happy hour with Jake, right? Mm-hmm. I've just told you what to do. Now that can be a problem at a certain point because now you've made it forbidden. Now you've said, I can't do this. And some people rebel against that and say, well, you can't tell me what to do. Yeah. So now you're, now you're like, hey, if I want to go out with friends and Jake's there, I'm going to go. Now it's a fight, Right. The most that you can do, the most that you can do is say, I'm not comfortable around you being around that dude. I don't like it. I can't tell you what to do. You mm-hmm. can go ahead and do it and this, that, and the other, whatever, but I don't like it. And out yeah. of respect for me, I, that's all about, that's the only thing that I can do. From there on in, it's your choice of what you're going to do. Now, if you do it anyways, yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's going to turn into a fight. It, so it's tricky. Yeah. It's tricky because it's the same thing. Like if you tell me don't do it, most guys will be like, okay, I'm just not going to do it. Yeah. But it gets a lot, the, the lines get blurrier because now it makes it look like I'm telling you what to do and I'm bossing you around right. and I'm ordering you not to be around this So dude. really it should be on you as the person to just not do this thing. Because I there was one instance where I was dating a guy that um, he had dated a girl in his office before. They were in like a serious relationship, but they had broken up prior, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when they started doing happy hours and stuff again, he refused to go. He was like, she's going to be there and mm-hmm. I don't want her to be able to say any type mm-hmm. of, so I'm just not going to go. Yeah. I didn't ask it. It was just like, it was yeah. on him. He's like, I want to do this. So there's no question. Right. I mean, really it should rely a lot on us to try to do the right thing. That's what I'm saying. But that's where things get tricky because if you tell me after that conversation, you said, look, I'm a grown woman and I'm going to make my own choices and I don't plan on cheating on you. And if I do go out there with them, it's not because of anything, blah, 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 blah. And so again, let's say you go because again, you know your intentions and you didn't plan on doing it. I don't know what happened, but then you tell me, let's just say like, yeah, we went out there and I was like, was Jake there? And then you say, yeah, he was, or you could lie and say, no, he was (laughs) whatever. Right. Uh And I'm not saying lying is a good thing. I think truth is there, but now you're going to have to, as soon as you say that, I'm going to feel a certain kind of way. Now, you already knew this. So you also had to factor that into when you made that choice, I'm going to have to put up with the consequences, which is to say, my husband already told me he didn't want me there. He didn't write out, tell me I couldn't, right? Because that's a different argument. Yeah. But I'm going to go anyways, and I'm going to have to deal with the repercussions. When I come home, I tell him, now you got a big problem on your hands, right? Because he's going to be like, told you I didn't like Jake. I don't know what happened, but I can only imagine he was probably looking at you. My imagine is going to run wild. And at that point, really, whatever you say isn't going to, because I feel I've, I'm going to feel a certain kind of way because I told you that it makes me, it makes me feel a certain way mm-hmm. and you still did it anyways. I don't know what to do with that. You know what made me think of if you're in that scenario and okay, let's say you and I are married and you come to me and you say like, I really don't feel comfortable with you being at this thing with Jake or whatever. If I immediately go on the defensive, there's something else at foot. Like there's no reason why. Easy girl, there's a bunch of girls on there, a bunch of ladies say, shut up, Robbie. I'm just saying. Shut up. 
It's Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, then that's different. But I mean, like, if if you confront, I don't want to say confront them, but if you yeah. talk to them and just say, like, babe, it really makes you uncomfortable because I, I see the way she, you know, he looks at you or whatever. If I just was like, you can't tell me what to do and I'm going to do what I want to do. But if I'm already defensive, there's something yeah. else. You're already either, you've already cheated. There's already something going on between yeah. you and Jake. Because if, if there was nothing, I feel like in a marriage, I'd be like, you know what, right, baby, you're right. I, I won't go. It's not worth or it. Or come with me or yeah. whatever. Yeah, it's not worth it. Exactly. Absolutely. So yeah, you might be right on that. And that's, I mean, but it's what I'm saying. It gets blurry because some people still, even though they, when they get into marriage, they still want some independence of some sort, yeah. right? And, and and I get it, right? But but by sheer virtue of, you know, definition, marriage, you're in a union now. Yeah. You're with somebody. So everything you do is going to reflect on both of you. I mean, don't get me wrong. You can go and succeed on your own or whatever, but just understand it. It's going to impact the the marriage, no matter which way it goes. Yeah. Mm. Becky, Becky, stay out of it. Um, so for our listeners, this, we're going to be doing a two-parter on cheating. So next week we're going to be exploring, uh, kind of what happens after the affair comes out, mm. the, the ripple effects of that. So, uh, stick with us and we'll see you next Tuesday. <laughs> see you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye. <laughs>